Bienvenidos al podcast de Latino Founder Hour. Each week we invite you to spend an in-depth hour with us as we speak with a Latino startup founder from somewhere around the world. Aquí conocerás esas historias de éxito y fracasos, retos personales y lecciones aprendidas. And we have fun. We're live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Tune in at startupradionetwork.com. O en versión podcast después del show. Escucha. Listen. Aprende. Learn. Y emprende. Launch. Muy buenos días a todos. Bienvenidos a Latino Founder Hour. Les saluda Edgar Navas, fundador de Clica. Y Silvia Salazar, fundadora de Tono Latino. Y Alain Bosolet, nuestro ingeniero de sonido. Alain Bosolet from Alain Bosolet. <laughs> I love it. Hoy tenemos un podcast sensacional. Como ya lo vieron en el preview desde ayer, hoy vamos a hablar de sexo y startups en inglés. Así es que si no hablan inglés, se lo van a perder. Va a estar buenísimo. Candente. Tan candente que el Silvia ya perdió la camisa. Y se va a tomar, nos vamos a tomar un tequila para tener para, para bajar los nervios. Así que salud. salud. Y con este salud, con este tequila, le damos la bienvenida a Eva Goicochea. Eva, how you doing from New York? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I don't have tequila, but I will have one later in, in your honor. I, I like that. I <laughs> is like this a that sipping I, thing or is this? Yeah. It is a sipping okay. thing. So I, I don't so want to see you it. knocking. So, this is a good tequila. Okay. So, right, none of that nonsense. But welcome, Ava. And, you know, like we said, Ava is the founder of uh, Mod. Uh, am I pronouncing it right, Ava? No, it's Eva. Me amo Eva. No, no, but the company. Get Mod. Oh. <laughs> yes, it's, it's Mod. It's just Mod. Mod. Oh, mod. Yeah. mod. Yeah. Eva Goicochea de Mod. Tell us a little bit about yourself first, Eva. Well, let's see. I'm a sixth generation New Mexican. I grew up in New Mexico and in California. Um, I now live in New York and I started Mod. Well, I started working on Mod many years ago, but I launched Mod one year ago. Okay, and before that, you founded a watch company with your husband and, and, and a design designer, isn't it? Mm -hmm. okay. Yes, exactly. Tinker Watches, is that correct? Yep, Tinker Watches, oh, and we oh. still have the watch company. Oh, it's, really? Um, yeah, it's still chugging along, but my primary focus is on mod. All right, so you're sixth generation uh, New Mexican with Mexican origins, I, I assume, uh, you know, but from mm -hmm. a long, long time ago. And what yep. was your upbringing like in, in New Mexico? I mean, it was very New Mexican if you've been there. I think they're so proud of their their culture and their roots. We always used to say that the border crossed us. We didn't cross the border. Um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I love when people but, say that. Yes. I know, and it's true. So I actually, I have a funny story quickly, but um, when I was five, I was in a movie called The Milagro Field War, and the name of the main character um, was Cantu, and that's my last, my maiden name, and um, it just, it was based on a book, but it's so New Mexican, and so that's the only way to describe my upbringing is like, you know, you say, do you want Christmas on your dinner because it's red and green chile? It's, it, it was just a great place to grow up. It's a beautiful, beautiful state. Okay, and we're in New Mexico. I've only visited um, Santa Fe, which is marvelous. It's fantastic. <laughs> It really is. It's um, it's like almost lost in time. It's really beautiful. But I grew up in Albuquerque, Santa Fe, and Taos. Okay. Uh, and my family is still there, so um, I can go back whenever I want, which is great. From New York to New Mexico. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the there's other actually way a direct flight. <laughs> oh, is there? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm jealous. And how do you get to New York? So I came to New York the first time for college and then went back to California where I grew up half my life. And then I, I came back to New York to launch the company and raise money. And so I've been here for about three and a half years um, and it feels like home. Oh, in interesting. So you really just 
a recent transplant and now let's let's get into the to the to the substance. Okay, moment, let's moment, make let's moment, make Sylvia blush. <laughs> <laughs> let me take a little sip. I mean, just at a context. And for si- the people who just joined us, we're talking yes. about sex, and I'm a total prude. So I'm gonna take a little sip of tequila, sip tequila. which I normally never drink. And now I'm thinking I'm going to have to call a lift, but that's a different story. Because <laughs> just, you know, people don't know Sylvia. She's an engineer by trade, Colombian, so yeah. very uh, prude. Mm-hmm. I, I would that? not have thought. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I always thought you were a wild one. Uh, no. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> no. So, all right, let's get into it. How do you get into this business? And, and can you explain us what mod is? Let's start yeah, with I mean, what it is. Yeah. yeah. And then what tell us how you is. got okay. into it. Yeah. So we're a modern sexual wellness company, and the idea is to really create basics that are body safe and well-made for everyone. So the idea is this industry is very outdated. Mm -hmm. If you've been on the sexual wellness aisle or the family planning aisle, as they like to call it, because that's how outdated it is. It just it it's just dominated by legacy brands that speak to a very young male audience, and so I thought there was a real need for change in the industry um, and for it to represent you know, a diverse group of people because sex is human. So we say that often, which is like, it's a very everyday human thing. Um, I got here when I came to school here, I studied marketing, but I went back to California and fell into being a legislative aide in healthcare and was really, it was a formative time for me in understanding what consumers and patients are faced with. And then I ended up going on to work in startups. And so this company is very much those two sides. It's a startup We're a very consumer-facing, friendly brand, but it's also about changing, um, in the long run, access to these products and sex education. So that's why we're here. Okay, so so it's uh, part education, but also product. So what? what, Yeah. And you and I think it's something you definitely see when you visit their website. Get mod. G e t m a u d e dot com is a beautiful website. Yes. Um, Thank you. No, it really, really, really Very is a beautiful and website. Yeah. And like Edgar was saying, it's not just products. There's a lot of uh, information, information, and not just about sex. Because I read some a very interesting blog posts about love <laughs> and yeah. just relationships in general. Yeah, and I really think that you know, sex. We always say sex is basically the subtext for everything you do, and this idea of being very. You know, it's it's not about being prude or not prude. To be honest with you, I've been married 10 years and I don't necessarily talk about my sex life just because I have this company. I'm not out there talking about it. So I completely understand where you're coming from. I think it's really about being very human about it and acknowledging what sex really looks like for most people. And then also all of the things that surround that. So relationships, feelings about oneself and self-worth and so that's what we're trying to do. We're really trying to democratize the subject and make it easy for people to feel comfortable with their own sexuality. Okay. And Alon, our sound engineer, had a question, you know, because apparently he said he told us, you know, come in and he, he forgot about what sex like. So he, he, he was going to go browse on the website. <laughs> and we're making him blush. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten to the minute. website yet. Yeah. So. Okay. I mean, I'm married to a mechanical engineer, so this is all funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just so you know, I had to tell my mom, please don't listen to the podcast today, please, for the love of God. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to tell my own mother, please, and my number one fan, don't. You know, my wife, I think she's listening. I I don't know. 
but hopefully she's the person you have sex with, so that's good. Gosh. Yeah, it's fine. God, but anyway, just I saying, mean, if, if this is what the tequila does. If my grandma can handle that I, that I have this company, I think it'll be okay. How did you have that? Let's, let's dig into that a little bit. How did you explain this to your grandma? I mean, I basically really start, especially when I'm talking to my grandma, I really start from the perspective of education. She's a teacher. She has four master's degrees. She's oh, an wow. amazing, amazing woman who's put herself, you know, she came from nothing and put herself through school. And so the way that I've connected with her about it is mostly saying like, you know, grandma, there's no sex education in most schools. There's a big disparity in that um, and that some states don't even require it. And I think she sees the value, like the societal and cultural value of creating this company. It's not about having a sex toy company. And that's mm -hmm. that, that's actually how I feel about it anyway. I, so that's how I talk to her about it. And she really thinks that in that the mission is great. We okay. don't talk about it like too much. <laughs> no, I know. I think, to, to the point of know. awkwardness. Yes. Yes. No, but and, and what was your... Um, source of inspiration for this have you looked into you know other models maybe like in europe where you know this topic is more open you know and not only in education but day you know daily life yeah it is more open but the interesting thing is that they're still faced pretty much across the world they're faced with the same drugstore brands and so I see. it's it's a, it's something that it's a very wide opportunity and it's a it's a very wide need um So that was my inspiration was saying, oh, wow, this is not an industry that has changed for a very long time for anyone. And there hasn't been any new recent entrants. Well, there's a lot of new brands that are specifically focused on women. And many of them also include feminine care in their product assortment. So tampons, you know, liners, et cetera. There's just no brand that's focused on sex essentials for everyone. And so we also have a vibrator. This is where it might get a little bit racy, but we have a vibrator and the idea behind having it was really to say that women's needs um, are important too, and it should be very much a basic accessible product. So that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to change the industry and make it very friendly. Okay. Now I got a question because you just mentioned essentials. What is an essential? Well, you think of it, you think of like Sex essentials is condoms for protection, lubricant, oh. which you might need at various stages in your life. We have the vibrator. And then we ha we're starting to go more into body products as well. So we have a massage candle. Um, but we really want that aisle to be both exciting and educational. So the massage candle isn't necessarily an essential, but it is something that people really are excited about. <laughs> well, it goes totally. along with the other products if you're planning a romantic night. It, yeah. Totally. It's exactly. a good... Yeah accessory with your purchase does the purchase come is it a typical thing of we have very discreet packaging blah 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 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we actually used to have boxes our shipping boxes used to say mod and after people started you know once people started knowing about the company we started getting the request to take mod off the box so it's no longer on the box oh wow okay so mm -hmm. so so you don't do branding with that i mean it was just like an anonymous It's a tiny little M, and then it says, please recycle me. And that's all it says. <laughs> oh. I hope it's about the box, not the product. It's about yeah. the box. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just finished my tequila. <laughs> well, anyway, you know what, Eva? And Eva, uh, 
I'm, 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 you know, it, it's been a topic of conversation because we recently had a, a, a startup here in the, in the Oregon area. I think they're based out of Bend, a small, well, it's not a small town, it's uh, maybe the third or fourth largest city in the, in the state. They just got funded a couple million dollars and... What this? I can't remember her name of the the name of the founders. Phenomenal woman. I've just met her a couple of times in startup events, but she paired up with a uh, with Oregon State University, which is our mechanical and engineering uh, university in the state, to create mm-hmm. a device that you know. How could I put it mildly? Really. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I don't dilo, know. Ya, dilo, ya. It, 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 it is a vibrator, yeah. Okay. But apparently it's designed, you know, for, you know, that particular part of the female body uh, in How mind. How she just are got, you? Huh? Yeah, I like know. you're being very you're proper. I'm very proper. impressed, yeah. But uh, So we're going to pass on that contact to you because I think that could be an, a phenomenal conversation. Two, uh, you know, successful women founders. Uh, not necessarily competition, but you know there might be some you know some synergies there, or, or you know a good working least. relationship. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think it's you know they they're I don't know if they're to market yet, but we're faced with a lot of advertising restrictions, and so anyone in this space can kind of um, they kind of have that in common, and it's nice to have people to talk to about it. Tell oh. us a little bit about that. I didn't know there's advertising restrictions. restrictions. Tell us about oh, that. Oh, there's a lot of restrictions. So we're able to advertise the condoms because it's considered a contraceptive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a contraceptive. In fact, it's the most effective form um, when used properly. But the the um, vibrator we cannot advertise because it's considered a pleasure device. And that's not our take. So it is frustrating because we do believe it's really uh, almost more of a medical device than anything, but we, we cannot advertise on Facebook. We can't advertise um, on Instagram and anything considered too, too related to pleasure. You can't advertise. Huh? Unless it's alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know. (laughs) Well, you can't advertise alcohol either. I mean, it's, it's pretty puritanical. Yeah, Tacos. I mean, you can advertise chocolate, but you can't advertise, um, you can't advertise alcohol, so. Huh. All right, so, so you know, okay, we'll talk, the, we can talk offline about this because there's ways. You had yeah. some massage oils and condoms. You can advertise those and then lead people to the website and then they can discover yeah, your other so, products, right? Exactly, and that's how we do things. We advertise a candle and we, we don't use any language that's too sexual. Okay, so it's more on the educational side or, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Wow. No, that so, makes it more challenging. I mean, you can't be direct about one of, and I'm sure it's one of your more expensive products, right? Because comparing a vibrator to a, like, a pack of condoms. Exactly. But the thing is that that's been the most widely written about, you know, item in the assortment on the press side. So it's okay. It evens out. Okay, and, and and now you know going back to the beginning, how difficult was it for you to pitch your company to investors? I mean that that can be. I mean right now we had to have a tequila to start this conversation. And <laughs> I, I don't know. You know how how, how was that? Because she practiced pitching to grandma first. I pra- I practiced pitching oh, to grandma. No, um, <laughs> I think it, it was more difficult. There was a couple of reasons why it was difficult. I think the first thing is I was a first time. I was, it was my first time raising, so there's a lot of things you should, you know, should do and not do. But I, um, I think the hardest challenge was setting the tone for what the industry looks like because for many investors who happen to be older white males, they don't really 
they're not really thinking about the condom aisle anymore anyway. So you're, you're trying to paint a picture of the need and the feedback of the customer in order for them to understand why it's valuable. So that was the first thing. It wasn't actually, it wasn't actually a challenge as it relates to the subject because I would walk in and be very matter of fact and I would be very clinical about it. And so I didn't find that it was too tricky there. I just thought it was more tricky in terms of them understanding the need. And how did However, you, sorry to interrupt you, but like before no, you move on, how did you make them understand that this is important? Because you said they already forgot about the condom aisle and we yeah. are here trying to make it look more chic, more elegant, more boutique versus just this display of cheap looking brands. Well, so one of the things that I did, and I recommend this to anyone that's trying to raise money, is validate the idea with a consumer, a potential consumer first. So I went and did a big, big survey, and I had 654 responses that I was able to cite. So I could say, look, this is the feedback I'm getting um, with this demographic. This is what they prefer. This is who they are. And that really helped. And it was 98% of those people felt the same way, which is that there was no brand affinity for any brand on the aisle. So when you can come with numbers and, and prove your point, not only in the business model, but also with the statistics and numbers. And I had other research. It painted the picture enough for them to get it. Oh, wow. So whether it's sex or something else, whatever you're trying to do, make sure that you can validate it before you walk in there. No, totally. But, but, but yeah. even with the millions of dollars that you know companies like Durex and Trojan pour out, there's no brand affinity? No, people feel like it's not that there's not brand loyalty because people buy those products, obviously, but they don't necessarily relate to the brand. There is absolutely an opportunity to be a brand that a modern consumer relates to. No, yeah. I, I get I think it. I there's it, yeah. people that are just like, oh, I'll just buy whatever. It's transactional. Yeah, yeah there's no relationship. What... It's just a transaction. <clears throat> yeah. No, but I think that, that, you know, especially now that we see so much in wellness and so much in personal care, you have this expectation if you are one of these early adopters or you're a consumer to have better things in your bathroom, in your home. So why is sexual wellness the last frontier? It's just really funny. It's like the most intimate thing. And yet you're like, okay, I guess I'll just buy this brand. Yeah. But, you know, you have a choice of soap. <laughs> you, you can buy amazing hand soap, but, you know. Totally, no, and and so so you, you get in front of the um, uh, of the investors. How you know when when did the first investment materialize? How you know did, did you raise your first uh, angel round, or did you guys start the company with your own funds? No, we no no one's grandma wrote a check. First of all, so we did have to go and raise an angel round, um, and we it was led by. RRE, no, sorry, that was the second round. It was led by X Factor Ventures, which is a, a female-focused fund within a much larger um, institutional fund. And I literally threw my hat in the ring. I, I wrote them, I filled out an application and got on their radar and they led the round. And then everyone else oh, wow. that filled in was other funds and, and small angels. But I have a very big cap table. It took a lot of convincing and there were definitely hundreds of no's. Um, but it didn't stop me. I, I, I never was deterred. How many, I mean, if you have an approximate, how many no's did you, uh, did you get before, you know, somebody committed? Probably a hundred. I mean, at least a hundred. That at goes least. along with all the, Yeah. well, you just heard. need to keep going because you need to get to that 101 or 102. Yeah. And if it's uh, 400, then it's 400. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I realized like it's sex, okay? Everyone has sex. We're all here because of sex. It's a huge market. Um, and there will be the people that will be on board for this company will really believe in it. So yeah. it kind of weeded out people that didn't believe in it, which is fine. Absolutely, I like uh, weed out the non-believers. Yeah, and that's for yeah. any startup. Yeah, if, if you don't if you don't get the money from someone who don't believe in you and your vision, then move on. Find someone that mm -hmm. will. Yeah, and all these people, by the way, you you never met. I mean, so you just had to throw your hat in the ring, like you said, and apply to accelerators, apply to funds. No, some of them I met. I mean, I was taking a lot of meetings, so I moved to New York and then started asking around. Who knows angel investors? Who knows? who knows um, VCs and really just knocked on doors and then started to familiarize myself with the community. By now, I basically know all of them, <laughs> even the ones that said no, and they're still yeah. nice and friendly, but um, it was just a lot of pounding the pavement and asking for meetings. And it was great practice. I raised a second round of funding um, and I was, I felt very, you know, much more prepared. I made lots of mistakes still, but I felt more prepared. Awesome. And you raised over a million dollars by now. That's what we. So now I've raised a total of two point one million. Wow! wow. Kudos. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Sex does sell. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> Cheers. We're, we're cheering again. Thank Hang on. you. Ya te hasta he already finished his tequila yeah, shot, and I'm I, not I even. It, it was just I'm a like, tiny one in my defense. Mm-hmm. But oh. anyway, to continue. Uh, so I think we. Do we want to make a? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, Ava, break, let, let's, let, because let's we're talking about money. We need to pay the bills. We need to pay the bills, and we'll be right back in 20 seconds. Eva, don't don't go Eva, anywhere. Eva, don't go away. Okay. Today's episode of the Latino Founder Hour is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. Publicize has broken down PR into a modular setup, keeping quality high and simply charging fees for the targeted PR you require. Check them out at publicize.co and tell them Claudia and Edgar sent you. Today's episode of the Latino Founder Hour is brought to you by CPA Dudes, where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. And we are back with Eva Goikochev, founder of Mod. Um, and we were talking about investment. So In the sex of, industry. Uh, investment, well, yes. Yeah. Sex and startups. That's the sex topic and of startups. today. Sex and startups. <laughs> and now... How big is your team? Because I'm assuming you were doing fundraising 24-7. That was your main job. And who was building the company behind this? I mean, I was doing votes. Um, and I had a co-founder at one time who is no longer with the company, but I was basically doing both. I'm the CEO of the company. We now have a team of seven. Um, and plus part-time people, there's around 13 of us. Oh, wow. And cool. yeah, we've, we've grown a lot. It's, it's pretty up. You know, you're in it and you don't even notice the growth and then you have someone come back and see and they're like, who are all these people? Oh my gosh, wow. that's fantastic. And now, yeah. are, are you actually uh, pro um, fabricating or how to, what's the word? Producing? The We're no, we do, I do not have a condom factory off of $2 million, no. But I, yeah. um, we work directly with the factories and they're, they're all over the world. So many in the United States and then, and then across the world, yeah. Okay. Why did you pick those specific... Um, you or know, how do you, yeah, how do you find them? How did you find them and why did you pick them specifically? Is there like a, a more like ecological component or yeah, tell us a well, little bit more about your 
your supplier. Especially on the condom on the condom side, there's actually not that many factories in the world. There's not that many companies, and we're they're FDA approved medical devices. So we were looking for a, a company that had a long history of producing a really high quality product, and the reason why it took so long to get off the ground was because we knocked on that door and they said, "Our minimum order for these condoms is well over a million units. Are you ready?" And we were we couldn't order that many. But eventually we wore them down and we got them to work with us. So it was about going to the best manufacturer we could find. And we did a lot of diligence and and convinced them to work with us, Um, which is a whole thing in and of itself, trying to find somebody you really trust when you're not in the same place. And it's another example of your resilience and persistence with uh, not taking that no response from them. It was a. Uh, it wasn't exactly a no. It was just like, oh, we won't deal with you until you order a million, uh, you know, units. And you're like, well, I can't order a million units because I need to, you know, test my market. Uh, yeah, and I think I, I will say that I think there's always a way in terms of you have to ask the right questions, right? You you know, you're gonna get the get the right answers with the right questions. So that was what it was. It was like, okay, well, maybe you could take the order. And we'll take a bigger order, but can we split it in two and pay you in six months? And, you know, you just start negotiating with factories. I will say now we have a director of product who's incredible and he knows all of the questions. I don't have to do it. Oh, <laughs> but, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's an art form to have these relationships with factories. So, so, that, so now you're into, you know, product categories, you're online. Uh, you know, your team is growing. What's the next phase for you, uh, you know, get more, aside, you know, obviously growth. Growth and then we're going into new categories um, and also starting to become an omni-channel business. I mean, I launched this business to be the next shelf brand, to be the next chapter in sexual wellness. I have every intention to sit there next to a Trojan or a Durex. And so that's how we look at the company is like, how can we get there? Uh-huh. Um, but but the first thing is a new category, so that will be in the fall. And okay. you you do want to get your brand into brick and mortar, traditional stores. Absolutely, because that's where most consumers buy these products. Yeah. I mean, that's where most consumers buy any products. Yeah, right. So that's the plan. But I think there's an opportunity to build a community and trust. What about Amazon? Stores. I don't know about Amazon. Amazon is a little bit of a beast and you need to, ha- you need to know how to navigate it first. So we, we've considered it. They've definitely approached us because this is a big category for them, but we're not ready. Okay. Yeah. The reason why I asked was when you said like most people buy everything from a store and well, we, more yeah, and more exactly. people buy everything from Amazon. Online, exactly. Um, or, or Walmart.com now with free yeah, delivery. With, yeah, those deliveries <laughs> and then, what is it? We're... Especially like in this in this side of the country with services from Amazon that is like the all of your groceries and everything is delivered and you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to yeah. go to the store. You just click, 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 and they already know what you want. And it just makes it so convenient. Um, Absolutely. And it's I mean, it, not even just condoms, like toilet anything, paper, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, so we, we thought, originally we thought, well, if, like customers will care about shipping. And when we surveyed our customers, they're so we're never gonna we're not gonna win at least anytime soon with getting the customer that in one hour needs a condom or right now they need to go out to the drugstore. Yeah. So our consumers plan and they didn't actually care that our product took two to three days to get to them. So that's an interesting finding because we definitely thought that would be an issue. Um, 
And then the second thing is that if we land on Amazon and there's no nobody knows about the brand, they're going to go to the trusted Trojan or something yes. else versus yeah. ours. So we ha we have a lot of foundational work to do, and that's really how we think about it. No, I, I agree. And, and also, you know, you, to build your own ecosystem versus playing in somebody else's, that's going to take a huge chunk of your margin. Right. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So, yeah, no, I mean, I'm just trying, I'm trying to, you know, gobble up a couple of things because I saw my mom jumping online. I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, no, You're when gone. you said the <laughs> when you said the one hour delivery thing, it just reminded me of do you remember, remember at Pitch Latino, the lady that pitched that yes. does. She does feminine products, and yes. I don't know if this would be an introduction you would be interested in, just to see how she's doing it. She's, I believe, based out of L.A. Yes, she's. And mm -hmm. her, her business model, or, or her business, is delivering feminine products anywhere in the city within an hour in discreet packaging. So it's... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I know this. What is the company called again? I can't remember. I, we, we can find out. I know we, what we, you're we, talking about. Yeah, yeah, we had her pitch in our in And our she did here. a phenomenal pitch. Her it was, pitch is, it, was outstanding. It, yeah. was, it was outstanding by itself. And I think it, it deserves uh, like an extra credit for the fact that this woman wasn't even in the room when she pitched. She did it via uh, a, a video TV, like video yeah. conference. And we were that much in awe of her and you she know, the did a phenomenal the, the quality was. of her pitch was amazing and also the backstory about how she started this company she had she was couch surfing in friends houses and then she decided to do that it, it, it was amazing and the fact that she can provide a service like this one for women within an hour she will have products yeah. ready for you um which i understand is a different sense of urgency um in both cases but since you said <laughs> yeah the moment has passed right now yeah. <laughs> we've got to deliver in five minutes or less. yes yeah. uh and in her case it's like and then in one case like in your case it's like okay well we'll just like rekindle the spark Yeah. Later on, <laughs> this one is like I can't leave my office, so I can't yeah, leave. It, yeah, exactly. it's a different situation. Uh, but I don't know if it would be interesting for you guys to talk, or if if not, it's it's okay. Uh, but no, what absolutely. you said about the delivery just triggered a, a memory about that, and I was like, wow! Uh, imagine what they could do together. Exactly. I know. Yeah. Well, we just also launched yesterday. I don't even know what day it is. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Um, subscription, and so that's been about. 25% of our consumers have asked for a subscription. So that's how we solve for the people that need it. Like they need it sitting in their shelf. Yeah. Um, so it's been great because we, who knew that we, I mean, we've, we've done 200% of our first year goal. We've been written up in 200 um, plus like articles. And it's, I just, I knew this was a, a need, but I didn't think in one year it would look like this. That's a happy surprise. It is. Congratulations. Yeah. It is. Now, Thank you. now, is that subscription service aimed at the uh, direct to consumer or are you doing B2B? No, only direct to consumer. And have you thought about maybe the business too or like a B2B channel? Maybe. I mean, so right now we do, we don't do B2B per se. We, we do wholesale. Like we're in hotels um, and we're in retailers. We're launching in more retailers. But I think. I don't know. I think you can take tampons B2B. I'm just not sure who we would be to be the condoms. I guess it could be bars or, you know, hotel. I'm not sure how you would sell this, but um, 
but we primarily just focus on like strategic retailers. I see. No, no, no. Fantastic. I, I had a question because I saw on your website there was like a link to an experience you guys are going to have, like something with where you can... I don't see. I don't have a computer in front of me. Vacation? Oh, yes. I think it's okay. Yeah. Can you so tell us a little about that? Because I saw it on your website and it looked very intriguing. Did yeah, you see absolutely. it? Absolutely. No. <laughs> um, well, so we, our offices, when I rented this office space, and I think a lot of people who launch companies can understand this feeling. You're making these decisions and you're thinking, like, oh man, I have to think about three, five, seven years from now. And so we rented an office with another space across the hall, which is our retail studio. And we didn't want to launch in retail, but we thought this would be really interesting and fun to do experiential events. And so for the summer, we're doing staycation. We got together with 24 other brands. Many of them are direct to consumer brands. And we built out an apartment and then we outfitted the apartment with the brands in every part of the apartment. So you have Brooklyn in the sheets and you have um, Brightland, which is an amazing olive oil company in the kitchen and, and Maud is in the bathroom. And so it gave really great context to the to our brand to say, it's just like a really elevated everyday item, just like all these other things. And it, it makes people feel more comfortable. So they've come in, we've had events, we're gonna have events all summer. It's been really fun. And it's also across the hall from our office. So we could just go in and talk to real life customers. It's been amazing. And will people be able to buy any of those brands from there or is mostly just to see? No, they can buy. Yeah, no, they can come in and buy. There's only a couple brands you can't buy, which is like the furniture. Yeah. yeah. It <laughs> you can't beautiful. walk out with the cat. <laughs> it looked beautiful. Like I went, like Thank the towels. So I don't know if those towels are for sale, but I want, I want one of, the, one of those towels. They look amazing. They're from Brooklyn and, and they're amazing. And, and Brooklyn is an amazing company. So we're really honored and excited that they're participating. But yeah, those towels are fabulous. Edgar is still, uh, he, Edgar still, is still processing the fact that his mother joined the live, <laughs> the live stream. This is what's happening. This Hi, mom. Is this is why he's, he's been so quiet. But I think this is what the time when Edgar would ask you what is next yeah. for Maud. Uh, like uh, and for well, you, yeah. And for you. For me as a human being. Okay. Well, I think for for the company, what's next along with launching a new category is really focusing on content. The content that you found on the site that you were mentioning earlier is really, it was a test to see if people were reading and we have a lot of readers. So we're going to build out a content arm of the website, which we're really, really excited about. Um, and then just continuing to grow out the team and build the business and start to look at our channel opportunity. So a lot of fun things happening in the next like six to nine months. And then personally, I'm just trying to get sleep and be healthy <laughs> and not lose my mind. You know, I think it's been really, um, it's been really fun. I just got back from vacation and I take one vacation a year. So I feel a little bit more centered. But for me personally, I'm very happy to, to, to have gotten to go away for a bit. No, absolutely. And a and question, where, did the, where does the name come from of the company Maud? So the name is actually multiple things. I will not go into the full history of condoms because I could talk about that for eight hours. But the there was a brand in, in the early 1900s called Three Merry Widows. And the, the names of the widows were Agnes, Becky, and Mabel. And I always thought Maud would have been the fourth one. But also, <laughs> we, want, we wanted to play off of the word modern. It means strength in battle. So we're taking on the big behemoths in this industry. And then Maud was a TV show. And she was she fought for reproductive rights. And so it just was a name that meant all of these things. And that's why we landed on it. Awesome. 
Yeah, I no, like no, that story. I like, it. and I, I really Thank dig their you. logo. Yeah, like, uh, like Sylvia said. I mean, the, the website is fantastic. It's well the, laid out. Yes, and I really, really want to say again how much I love the content part of it. There's Thank because you. again, there's it's not just talking about sex or like how to have phone sex or texting sexy stuff or any of that that is making me blush right now. But there were some beautiful articles like Love at First Sight and. Like, does it exist or does it not exist? Yeah. That it was, yeah, I really enjoyed reading it, to be honest well, with I you. So I think, like, yeah, there's a need. I mean, I think there's a need for people to talk about sex in like, so we always say the modern's really about science, health, culture, design, and people. And that's the lens in which we write things because there's lots of resources for how to do X, Y, and Z 10 ways, right? So we wanted to get away from the cosmopolitan nothing wrong with cosmopolitan but like that view of sex mm -hmm. and just do something that felt a little bit more broad and how it relates to those subjects because because it does relate to those subjects there's a lot of interesting art and design etc so thank you i really appreciate that you looked at the mother no, I <laughs> because did. it has a long way to go it has a long way to go well I, don't give don't don't give yourself a hard time because we we all look at our businesses and we're like oh my god i could do so much in this area or this other area yeah but i'm telling you honestly I really enjoyed visiting your website. It was very visually pleasing. Your logo, your, I mean, in terms of like brand elements, it was very aesthetic and it does do exactly what you said about elevating sex and sex products. Um, yeah. You see how I'm talking about this? Because yeah, I finished I'm just like, I'm so blown proud. away. I, I was like, yeah. wow. Eva, you should see how much tequila I've had. Um, <laughs> but also it wasn't just... A shop. It was a, pl a, a place that had additional resources of information where you could learn about topics and you're not necessarily looking up like things on Wikipedia. Like, what is yeah. a demisexual? Or I don't even know if that's how you say it, but that was a topic on the blog. Just saying. Okay, I passed the ball to yeah. Edgar. Well, okay, Whew. I'm going to take the, a the, shot. A quick question, because, you know, our community, the Latino community, it's underserved also in that respect. Have you thought about, yeah. you know, this content in Spanish or, a, you know, culturally adapted to Spanish? I thought about it culturally adapted to all other languages, because I think there's a need for it, but especially in the Latino community and you know, something to note that I didn't didn't talk about, but New Mexico is like, you know, has a very big Hispanic population and they it's the 48th worst state in condom usage. I think there's an opportunity to educate and inspire people to really have more conversations about this. Yeah, it is so close to home for me. So absolutely, we want to make sure that our content is eventually translated um, because think, it's needed. I think we can do a little introduction with Eva and another amazing founder from New Mexico. Ah, yeah. Sara Negalin. Yeah, which we had in the studio. De Las Mias. I don't know if you've heard of her. Um, no. Although yes. we're probably related. <laughs> uh, so she's also Mexican-American yeah. from Santa Fe, and she is developing a platform, a health platform for Latinas, specifically focused right now on Mexican Latinas, because that mm -hmm. is the largest chunk of the Latina population. Living in the U.S. Living yeah. in the U.S. with intention to grow. But she is developing a really, really amazing platform web, uh, an app for both iOS and Android for health, related to health. And I, I think there might be a way for you guys to collaborate. Um, yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. And, yeah, and especially because of your, 
your interest in this education piece, she's doing that already. Yeah. With so on health and wellness. Health and wellness. Yeah. yeah, that would be amazing. Plus, New Mexican, you've got to yeah. support each other, you know? She's, I believe, in New Mexico. Oh, she was in New Mexico last week. I think she just yeah, got so, back. So we'll make the intro to Sarah. But she's an amazing woman as well. And, and again, you know, the, the reason I brought it up is because we obviously know that, you know, the, the Latino, you know, we don't pass on that education to our children. You know, we have a high rate of teen, uh, teenage pregnancies in our um uh, mm-hmm. In our demographic here in the U.S., I'm, I'm just talking about Latinos in the U.S., which again, you know, it just feeds the eternal circle uh, of, you know, disenfranchisement, mm-hmm. and so it, it, it was just a way to create a platform like yours to, you know, to to, to be, you know, uh, an escape, you know, to, to the general public. And if you're not comfortable talking to your children, provide that, you know, for them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that the, there is, like I said, there's such a disparity in education and where that education comes from, that it, it really, I really believe that it's a corporate responsibility of companies that exist today to provide needed services. And um, whether that's partnering with organizations that do that, which we've partnered with one called the Peer Health Exchange, which is amazing. But I do believe it's our responsibility. That's why we exist. We don't just exist to you know, make a dollar. It's really about changing and helping society. Totally. And, and and now, you know, with this change in society, have you have any pushback from any, let's call it religious organizations or conservative organizations about, you know, the birth control issue? No. So that's an interesting question because it's obviously a very, um, it's, it's a very current topic right now. It's a very politicized issue. So the thing that we fundamentally believe internally as a company is that we do not get involved with politics in that, again, to go back to saying sex is human, it's important for us to remain neutral and provide factual information about products and sex to everybody. We're an inclusive company. Our three tenants are quality, inclusivity, and simplicity. So whatever I think behind closed doors, which I'm sure you can guess living in Brooklyn and New York, like I have many, I have many opinions (laughs) on the political side, but I think it's really important for us to, to, to be neutral and also to be evergreen because it's, it's, it's biology, right? It's anatomy. This, these, this is how it works. So we don't take a stance and therefore we haven't been under the microscope by any religious organization, but I would say that the vibrator does scare a lot of people. So it's our mission to change the perception of the vibrator. And and I just, I guess that it might be as you just lean a little bit more into the Latino community, the reaction might be different because our community is, uh, you know, Catholic, you know, very yeah, religious, yeah, Catholic, extremely religious conservative. And, and like you mm-hmm. said, they're not even having these conversations between them or with their kids. Yeah. Which is why right. there's all these teenage pregnancies and we need to break that cycle. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm a great aunt like three times over. So I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. They're having lots of babies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think that it's just about the approach. I, I really would say that I feel equipped to have this company now. And I don't know that I would have started it 10 years ago, but because of my age and being in a relationship, and feeling like more equipped to talk about it with um, with people who are older and younger. So actually an interesting fact for our company is that 
while the primary demographic is 25 to 34, which is pretty typical of companies online, the we have 15% up to 45, and then we have 15% down to 18. Oh, wow. So it's a, yeah. yeah, it's a really big age range. And I think yeah. that provides a lot of opportunity to, to generationally have conversations. No, absolutely. It's a pretty pretty good spread because those are different conversations at those ages. I mean, yeah. it's it's a different topic. It's I mean, even I'm sorry, even though it's the same topic, it's a different. Well, and um, I'm sure the the purchases might be different. A little different like, too. Yeah. The married, the married old like older trending, are not going to be buying mm -hmm. the condoms every week unless they're single. They are more likely to buy the lubricants and massagers that the younger ones aren't buying. I'm just speculating here. <laughs> <laughs> I would say everyone's buying vibes, but you know, that's just how it is. Yeah. I mean, it's totally true. And I think another thing that people need to remember, for instance, is like in the case of lubricant, it's needed at various stages in your life. And sometimes it's not related to sex at all. So just giving people that, that opportunity to understand the product and how it should be used and recognizing that it's not just about sex all the time. Now, now I'm curious. What else did they use it for? But that's for a different type of podcast. Well, like, so, okay, so for instance, you know, when you're postpartum, you might have vaginal dryness if you're older. Oh, and, and, you know, and so it's just, it's just a, oh. it's just this need that you might have. Yeah. And okay. not all lubricants you can use when you're trying to conceive, et cetera, et cetera. I see. Okay. So, so yeah, that, that's where the wellness. Hi, mom. And, I know. Yeah. Oh. Hi, mama. ¿Cómo estás? Hola, señora. Mamá de Edgar, ¿cómo le va? No, ya se fue. Parece ah, que okay. Se fue. Así okay. que ya podemos regresar a lo candente. Uh, good. No. <laughs> Just give me her address so I can send her product. Okay? Oh, God, no. She's in Mexico. <laughs> uh, oh, well, okay. Let's ask. Is this like U.S. only or do you ship internationally? So it's U.S. only. We're working on international shipping, but it's we're just trying to focus on the U.S. first because it's, you know, should be international when you're dealing with a product that's regulated. It's a medical product. You just yeah. have to deal with regulatory bodies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Got it. it. I was just be... asking because of Edgar's mom. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> It'll be a pain to import into Mexico. I mean, it, just like the FDA, you have to go through all those controls and it requires yeah. a lot of permitting. Um, just, you know, from We're my good. previous life. Yeah. So how can our listeners find you? They can find us at getmod.com and also at getmod on Instagram because we could not just getmod.com. <laughs> um, and then they can find me on Instagram, which is just Eva Goicochea. Very hard to spell, but um, but yeah, I, I think follow along because especially on our Instagram channel, not mine, but the company's, we do a lot of education and it's usually pretty fun. Oh. I can't wait to follow you on Instagram. I, I already do so, but oh, and okay, I'll be fine. I'll be learning a little bit more. And you know, super excited if we can help in any way. You know, do you know bring this to the, the Latino market? I mean, anything where we can help and contribute, we're you know more than happy to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think I'll be asking you for a Spanish speaking writer soon. Okay, somebody yeah. who can write. Yeah, who absolutely. Can no, we we can talk Thank about you. it. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, after this conversation later, because yes, we we certainly. Uh, see the void in, in the community and, and I, again you know more than the fun part more on the educational side and in a way to solve a lot of the problems that are brought by the lack of education and right, I think that that's yeah, where absolutely. we really need to dig into that intro to Sara Nagelin from De yeah. Las Mias because one of the beautiful things about Sara and her platform 
is that she believes in trans creation, not translation. So she yes. creates this, the the content in Spanish with the Latino community in mind. So I'm yeah. sure. I mean, and that's I, what we need to I get. write in both languages as yeah. well, and I have to be aware of the fact that I can't be just translating things. I absolutely. have to say things differently because it's different audiences. Yeah. And right, it, absolutely. We, yeah, we call it tropicalization. We adapt that content, not just a mere yeah, Google not translator, just, but to the to the specific audience. And like you, you've heard, you know, that especially in the Latino community in the U.S. is not monolithic. There's a lot of ramifications. First generation, second generation, Spanish versus English speaker, blah, blah, you know, et cetera. Mexican. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's cultural, there's cultural yeah. implications, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and each one of us, uh, even with the Spanish that Sylvia and I speak is completely different. Yes, we have to be like, okay, what does that mean? Yeah, what are you talking say about? Say that again? <laughs> How do you say that in... Yeah. yeah, I learned the hard way not to say mande in any other Spanish-speaking country besides yeah. Mexico. Exactly, yeah. Mande? Yeah. Oh, you can <laughs> say that in Ecuador. Mande. In Ecuador. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Definitely not it. in other places. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't like to be ordered. <laughs> no, in Ecuador they use that, which was uh, quite shocking when we moved there and we were like, what? Why are you, yeah. why are you saying that to me? Um, <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. Well, so we'll be making those intros. Uh, Eva, thank you so much for joining the, the, the podcast. It's been Eva wonderful. Goicochea from Eva Goicochea. Thank you so much. M-A-U-D-E. Her website is getmod.com. Follow yeah. her on Instagram. Yes, and remember... Place an order. Place an order and have fun. Yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you so Eva. much. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy First Friday. day of the summer, even though it's very cloudy in Portland. So just saying. Same. Cheers. <laughs> have a good summer. Bye. Okay. Bye. Support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionist. For small businesses like yours, nothing is more valuable than real human interaction. It's why two out of three mobile web searches for those ready to buy end in a phone call to a business. Together, you and Ruby transform your phone into the sales engine it was meant to be. Start setting your business apart today. Visit callruby.com slash startup radio to sign up or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code StartupRuby. Tell them Claudia and Edgar sent you. You've been listening to the Latino Founder Hour podcast. El programa Latino Founder Hour es grabado en las instalaciones de NetSpace en el estudio Bigfoot Podcast en la hermosa ciudad de Portland. Our audio engineer, mixer, and podcast editor is Alain Beausoleil. Diseñador de logo, Carolyn Main. Our network logo was designed by Jessica Chan. Diseñador de sitio web, Cameron Grimes. Our production assistant is Chelsea Lancaster. Tema de música, Funning and Sunning, de Kevin McLeod. Cree en ti mismo, sueña en grande y confía en el universo, de Marta Leticia y Silvia Romero. 